Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Let's roll. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Olmerenzi. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between throwing it down. The Monday Night Meltdown has begun. Sirius XM Channel 159. We really do have a full house on the program uh, this evening. Mo Khan is on the radar. Tony George will kick it uh, with a straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. Rick Saratella uh, breaks it down uh, with us from the Jersey Shore. We've got Rich Hammond from Los Angeles. We've got George Kurtz from Long Island. We're stacked, locked, and loaded on the Monday night uh, meltdown as the Baltimore Ravens 24 game preseason win streak has come to an end the Washington Commanders kick a field goal in the game's final seconds although there was a Hail Mary that was intercepted uh, after the fact and if you didn't think it meant anything look at the uh, the reaction of the Washington Commanders after they won the game and look at the reaction of the Baltimore Ravens after they lost the game and the the Commanders kicker was even trolling uh, the Baltimore Ravens you know giving them the bye-bye and the L sign and stuff as as I gotta tell you what for a preseason game man that was real Troy Aikman Troy Aikman said uh, at the end of the game, because this is the best preseason game I've ever seen. <laughs> and he did admit that he hates the preseason. Uh, Buck was like, yeah, normally you're already packed up and you're ready to go. And like, you know, he's like, hey, this is actually pretty good. You know, this is actually pretty, pretty competitive. I mean, they have not, this is the first time they lost a preseason game since September the 3rd, 2015. Hell of a run. Congratulations. It was frustrating. We were on the Baltimore Ravens. And not only that, anybody that tuned into the show earlier knows that I took the uh, the Ravens to win uh, between one and six points at plus um, 300. And it was looking pretty good. As Washington scored a touchdown late, they went for two. They got stopped on the goal line. Great tackle. And it looked like, wow. Baltimore going to keep this thing alive again somehow, and they're going to win this game. Yet um, they were up by two points, obviously, and then um, you know, and after they went for the win, and they got a single point lead, but they gave the ball back. Uh, they gave the ball back to Washington, and Washington credit to them. They moved the ball down the field, and uh, they ended up kicking a field goal. It's like a forty-seven yard, forty-nine yard field goal when it was all said and done. Forty-nine yarder. So yeah, I got to tell you though. 
you look at the NFL and you look at the um, you look at how many good teams there are. Hey man, I think there's I think this is gonna be a season of underdogs. I think it's gonna be so many close games and they're coming down to the end all the time. Now I gotta tell you, man, there's been this fly that's been a nemesis of mine for like two days now. And he's on the TV in front of me. I wanna get him. Like I tried to be nice. I've opened up windows, I've done all kinds of things. He's just chilling right now on the twenty five yard line as they replay the football game. Like, I want to throw something at him, but I don't want to break the TV. But I, I really do want to get him right now. This is painful. But I know if I get up and go over there, he's going to sense it and he's going to move. He's literally right between the uprights right now. Like, he just, like, this, he is a persistent son of a bitch, this dude. Like, I wouldn't notice him, but, like, he keeps landing on my computer. He's buzzing around my head. Now he's, like, literally just on, like, literally. Now he's crawling up Harbaugh's neck. Like, this is really, 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 really bothering me. <laughs> I'm actually a nice guy. I don't want to hurt a fly. Like I said, I opened up a couple of windows. I, I tried to, like, create a wind tunnel and stuff. I'm like, dude, just fly away, bro. He just won't leave. And because of it, you will die. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Overancy. <laughs> Well, it didn't take long for us to have our first bad beat of the National Football League season, did it? Monday Night Football, the first Monday Night Football, an epic, an epic Monday Night Football preseason game by preseason standards, a wild game, man. The game sailed over the number 29-28. The Baltimore Ravens win streak, 24 consecutive preseason wins, is no more. Washington kicks a field goal in the game's dying seconds to get the W to break the streak. And I'll tell you what, the Washington Commanders were fired up that they did it. The Baltimore Ravens were not happy after the game that they lost. And it was a fun, wild uh, Monday Night Football game. And I think it's going to be symbolic of the season that is upon us. Uh, right? Look at the AFC, man. Like, the AFC is freaking loaded. It's stacked, okay? Uh, the NFC isn't as stacked, uh, but there's just a lot of teams that are all, you know, as good as each other. I think it's going to be a very competitive uh, year, which means I think the underdogs could be barking. So we're talking a lot of football in the program uh, tonight. Countdown to kickoff is on college football week zero. It's this Saturday. It's real. Notre Dame and Navy. I'm starting to buy in that the um, Notre Dame Fighting Irish are going to roll the middies in this football game. Sam Hartman is a baller. This is a massive upgrade at Notre Dame for their quarterback uh, position, something that they haven't had a big-time blue-chip quarterback in years in South Bend. Not to mention Navy have a new coach, rebuilding, changing up the offense a little bit. I think Notre Dame could be able to cover the three-touchdown number. We'll start to take a look at uh, the games, get you caught to date with all of the point spreads. Major League uh, Baseball, wild stuff as Dodger Stadium is underwater. San Diego lead Miami late right now. Uh, San Diego are hanging on to a life raft. 1-1, Texas, Arizona in the late night hours. There's a lot of stuff to break down and track. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. 
Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The Monday Night Meltdown. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Brancy. The pitch, the players, the hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else uh, in between. We've got a full house on the program uh, tonight. Mo Khan's going to step up and in and bat lead off. We've got Tony George in the house. Rich Hammond from The Athletic uh, will join us. We'll talk about the Los Angeles Rams and the L.A. Kings. That's right, a little hockey talk. The L.A. Kings had a very active offseason. We've got Rick Saratella. From All Access Football, NFL Draft Bible. Uh, like I said, we're jam-packed. George Kurtz will kick it with us uh, as well. We weren't on last night. Uh, the flooding was crazy in Los Angeles. Uh, but people are safe. People are good to, uh, good to go. And it's a good thing that the Dodgers are on the road uh, right now as well. So there's a lot of stuff to get to. The Baltimore Ravens win streak has come to an end. We'll bring Mo Khan in uh, right now, Mo. A very entertaining game by preseason standards. Although, to be honest, a lot of these games actually are entertaining. People say, oh, I don't watch the preseason, I don't do this, I don't do that and stuff, but a lot of these games actually are much more entertaining than they used to be. Teams throw the football, teams seem to try to win more than they used to in the preseason, and tonight was a classic example of that. The Baltimore Ravens coach, John Harbaugh, it, it uh, admitted that yeah, I like this streak, and you know, you know, this this it does mean a lot to us. And the Washington Commanders were talking smack in their scrimmages all week against the Ravens, saying we're going to end your streak on Monday. Mo Khan. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Gabe. You there, there. Off. I, yeah, there you go. You, there I, you I are, missed Mo. the last two seconds that you just said. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> 
<laughs> the streak is over. How you doing, Mo? I'm well, Gabe. I'm well. Look, look Gabe, when you look at these inner-city rivals, like we, we know the history of Baltimore and Washington. They don't like each other, right? They, because of how close they are, how Baltimore has had better success than, than the commanders have had the last 20 years since Baltimore came to DMV. But you look at this game, and not to get too in-depth of what happened here, but the clock awareness for Baltimore was completely botched in the final four minutes, right? Anthony Brown had that 25-yard run. Rather than stay in bounds and keep the clock rolling, he went out of bounds at the four-minute mark, and then they went out of bounds again on the ensuing play. So they gave literally a minute 30, 40 seconds to the Washington Commanders to come back and eventually win at the end of the day here. But I just think that the way it was, Gabe, all these guys are fighting for jobs, right? They want to keep their NFL hopes alive before maybe they go to USFL, XFL, or the CFL next spring or next fall. That at the end of the day, what you saw was some clutch play from, from both defenses, in particular the Washington side of things here, and how well they're able to move the ball with Eric Bieniemy as the OC. And I just think that if you're a Washington fan today, there's hope that obviously there's new ownership, of course, but there's hope that this team could be competitive in the NFC East. And I'll give you the stat here, Gabe, right? In the last, I think, like in the last 10 years in the NFC East, the team that's finished in last place has won the division six times the following year. So Washington could be your dark horse. You never know to win the NFC East this season. I think Washington are definitely going in the right direction. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the football. They bring in Eric Bieniemy as the offensive coordinator. Clearly, that's an upgrade. And, you know, he's just such a winner and such a professional. And as we heard, you know, he expects he expects perfection from people on the football team. And they had a hard time dealing with that earlier in the camp. And I think the key is, which a lot of people don't really know or, or the jury is still out, on Sam Howell. Right, and yeah. one thing about Howell is, though, he was a blue chip superstar quarterback at North Carolina. Like he was right. really good. Like you know, what I mean, he was really, really good. And then remember, he he really lit it up one year, and then he lost everybody. Right, everybody went to the National Football League, but he stayed, and he had a rougher time at it. And you know what I mean. But it did, doesn't change the fact that he is a solid quarterback. He's thrown a lot of passes in in his career. And quite frankly, he looked very crisp tonight. Like he looked like he belonged. It looked like they, you know what I mean? There's a reason why they actually do like him. And I didn't see any reason not to like anything about Sam Howell's game tonight. Yeah, and funny story about Sam Howell, right? He was an FSU commit, and then Mac Brown came in the 11th hour, stolen from FSU, and the rest is history. And and you're right, he had a really good sophomore year. It was in his junior year where things kind of fell fell off the wagon, and he became a fifth round pick. But you saw you saw elements game, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to use this one game as his as his as his crowning achievement here. But you saw elements of Sam Howell, what he could be in the system for Eric Bieniemy, right? He made some traffic throws, those those passes that you expect from a quarterback in the tight windows, as he did. Uh, he had a great report with Terry McLaurin before he went down with injury. And you have to wonder for McLaurin, will he be healthy for week one? We hope he is. But this other how was a command of the pocket. He was a command of the huddle. And his presence was cool. And that's something that they've been lacking from the quarterbacks in years past. And look, not to say that Washington's going to go 12 and 5 this year, Gabe, but they'll be competitive, right? They have a pretty good front seven to work with. And think about this, right? Chase Young is going to be entering the contract year. So he has a chip on his shoulder to prove when he's still worthy of it being a big time paid DM in the NFL, but Sam Howell, if he manages the football game and gets the ball to his playmakers and they got deuce to work with on that offense, they could be a lot more dangerous going towards the winter months of the NFL season. You know who surprised me last year as well was the running back Robinson who hung around and stayed at Alabama forever 
right? right? But was never really like a blue chipper. He was always the backup. He he waited his turn, and then finally he got a year as the starter, and then he got shot. Right, and then he right. got shot yeah. last year. Right. Yeah, so I always just thought he thought he was going to be a complimentary back, but he's actually pretty good. They, you know what I mean? They had a pretty good ground game. I think to be enemy, as you stated, they want to do a lot of different things. But Kansas City's offense isn't like a deep down the field type of offense. Like Mahomes, you know, that offense was a lot of quick check stuff and, you know, get the ball into the playmaker's hands, which I think will help how. I guess the thing with Washington, though, isn't it, Mo? Yes, they're going in the right direction, but does that mean that they're actually better than the three other teams in their division still right now? No, I don't think so. I, again, That's the problem. They, and here's the thing, Gabe, and the great points brought up two weeks ago. If they tank the season, right, Caleb Williams is the projected number one pick from USC next spring. Where is he from? He's from the DMV. Could you imagine if they got Caleb Williams to be the future quarterback of the Washington Commanders in that market? That would explode the fan interest for what they want to be. But I think right now, from the context of what they have from a roster uh, uh, buildup right now, they'll be competitive. But I don't think they're better than the Giants. I think the Eagles and Cowboys are probably one and two in that division. Giants will be a solid three. But again, they will steal a game or two along the way here, and people will raise their eyebrows saying, well, hold on here. Can they be in that conversation for a wild card? Because in the NFC game, think about it right now, right? It's like the AFC. After the Cowboys, uh, after the Cowboys, Eagles, and Niners, it's pretty much an open field for, for spots four, five, six, and seven to get into the wild card spots going towards the NFL playoffs. So they could get in as a 9-8 and eight team or maybe a 10-7 and seven, things fall their way. It goes to show, doesn't it, how the... Things can change in the National Football League. It wasn't that long ago that it was like the, called the NFC least, right? We're like, oh, what a right. terrible division. Just absolutely terrible. Now, it's kind of like the only good division in their conference. <laughs> like, you know, like, it's true. Well, you look at the NFC West, okay, you've got San Francisco and Seattle. I think though it's a two-team race there, right? right. The North, I don't know, everybody's anointing uh, Detroit, but that's wide open. I actually personally think Green Bay are going to be really good uh, this year. The people have, have given up on Green Bay for no reason. And then you look at the South, so you're right. There's no reason why the Washington Commanders can't achieve and think we can be a playoff team and we could be, we could be one of the wild card uh, teams. You know, you look at Sam Howell. And you talk about Caleb Williams and these quarterbacks coming in next year, but I can't help but think about Drake May, another North Carolina quarterback that's been coming in. But they're too good to, to be the worst team in the league. They're like the Vancouver Canucks trying to get Connor Bedard. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, you're kind of, but no, nah, you're, you're like, you, you, you have to trade a lot of people. <laughs> Mo and Mo Khan on the other side. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play.
Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Crowd, welcome us back, even though we lost. Hey, I'll give you something to cry about, you loser. You can't catch a football? Let's see if you can catch a rock. <laughs> Let's roll. The Monday Night Meltdown. We got a full house on the program uh, tonight. A lot of football talk. Countdown to kickoff is on. Week zero kicks off this Saturday. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes uh, with Mo Khan. So, uh, Mo is a, uh, a Raider fan. And uh, the Raiders <laughs> now with the Baltimore Rays, Ravens losing tonight, guys. They have their 24-game preseason win streak comes to an end. The Las Vegas Raiders now have the longest win streak, active win streak in the preseason. Well, Josh McDaniels has never lost a preseason game with the Raiders. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> if, if you're what, what are you paying him? Six, seven million a year? <laughs> Six, seven million <laughs> a year? It's something. <laughs> they went preseason games. That's what they brought him in for. Well, he went 4-0 last year, and he's 2-0 so far this year. But we were talking about Sam Howell at the quarterback uh, position with the Washington Commanders. But the potential future quarterback, and you don't want to overreact, uh, but at the same point in time, it's not like the Raiders have a ton of money. We've talked about this, right? So Mm -hmm. I think they would love if if Aiden O'Connell could eventually become the quarterback. And so far, once again, positive signs look good against the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, he did. And this is a kid that, you know, you've watched at Purdue, and I've watched at Purdue, coached by Jeff Rahm, that he ran a pretty, not close, but pretty much uh, a very identical NFL pro-style offense. So he understands nuances to play the quarterback position. He made up for the sexy quarterback that's going to look 6'5", 240, run a 4'4", and throw an 80-yard bomb. But he'll make his plays. And, like, he missed plays. I mean, he had some open players. Trey Tucker was open on a deep ball, and he missed. Uh, but he's a, he's a kid that is cool, calm, and collected in the pocket, and he's taking shots. You think about the game against San Fran in week one of the preseason, even the game against the Rams on the weekend, he's taking his shots, and he's gone back up, and he's and he's stood in the pocket to be a, a, a true quarterback right now. And look, we'll see what he does. I think he will be the backup to Jimmy G. I think Brian Horry has kind of put himself out of that position as number two behind Jimmy G. But if Jimmy G does go down, I think Raider Nation would be open to the idea to see what Aiden O'Connell has, given again that this Raider team is not going to be in the playoff race at all and most likely will be between five to six wins max this year and rebuilding towards 2024 as being a chance to get back to the playoff conversation perhaps. 
And it'll also be interesting if McDaniels falls for one of the quarterbacks. Um, one of the many quarterbacks right. that could potentially be available next year, but I don't think so. I think I think they're grooming Aiden O'Connell actually to be uh, the guy, and it'll save them money uh, as well. So another player that's been very good when he's gotten the opportunity to get on the field, uh, but they kind of they kind of threw shade on the dream a little bit, in which Doug Peterson has announced there is no competition for the number two job. C.J. Beathard is the backup quarterback to Trevor Lawrence, as good as Nate Rourke has looked. There's no competition, and it's pretty interesting because if Nate Rourke didn't have so many people sort of paying attention, I don't think it would be such a story, but Peterson's getting asked about Nate Rourke so much by different people in the media, right? So, you know, like Dave Naylor's there and guys like that, right? Like people, so what about Nate Rourke? What about Nate Rourke? There's almost like on a daily basis, what about Nate Rourke? And they want to put that fire out that Nate Rourke will not be the backup quarterback. Uh, I guess that's not a shock. It's hard to walk in off the street and have them trust you if Trevor Lawrence goes down. C.J. Bathurst had a decent camp as well, and he is a veteran. Yeah, and look, I mean, it's, it's that one play that's kind of uh, made Nathan Rourke into a legend, right, in Jacksonville. But if, if, when you look at his position right now, and, and the running joke was on the weekend, yeah, when he was on the field uh, for Jacksonville's game uh, in week two, he hit third down. And, and I said, well, it's the CFL in him, right? He, you know, he played with two downs, essentially, to get a first down. And I think for, <laughs> for Rourke, you know, when you look at him right now, Gabe, like, this is a perfect landing spot. People ask, why would he go to Jacksonville? Well, look at the quarterback room, right? You got, you got Doug Pearson, who's a quarterback whisperer. You can learn from Trevor Lawrence. You can learn from C.J. Beathard as well. And his value will go up because whether or not he plays or whether or not he's number two quarterback on game day, we'll find out because things could happen. Next spring game, there could be a team that will be snooping around, sniffing around Jacksonville saying, hey, what about this kid work? What could we get for him? And the Jaguars could flip him for maybe a three or not fourth round pick. And you've seen, Gabe, the last three, four off seasons, how the quarterback carousel has been going like a conveyor belt every single year that one-fourth one of the league will change the quarterback. So I think for Nathan Rourke, he's in a great position to learn and, and be mentored by that quarterback room. And then come next offseason, he could be dealt for maybe a third-round pick and be a backup and maybe be a starter at some point. Maybe not now, maybe not next year, but maybe two years down the road. Something you're just talking about with Sam Howell as well. We're seeing, we're seeing a... Um... A trend right now in the National Football League where teams they're getting away from that that prototypical six foot five type of guy, right? Yeah. Kenny Pickett, not bothered, not not an especially large. You know what I mean? He's not super tall. Sam Howell, not super tall, right? And you know Stetson Bennett, who could end up getting an opportunity, man. Like Matt Stafford, like Stafford's not going to stay healthy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, he won't. As you stated, there's a lot of guys that you know like. That are late. Look at Brock Purdy. He's Mr. Irrelevant. Now he's their starting quarterback. Stuff happens. Nate Rourke, 19 of 29 in his two preseason appearances, which is pretty good. 19 of 29, 274 yards, one touchdown. He's also uh, ran with the football effectively. So I wanted the big story of the day today in the National Football League as well. Uh, Mo, Jonathan Taylor. So Jim Irsay, this didn't. This thing is just, you know, I guess it's better off at this point if you're Jonathan Taylor, if they actually do trade you. But the question is now, does this turn into a James Harden situation where, yeah, well, you know, we, we give you permission to seek a trade, but we're going to ask for an incredibly, incredibly 
unfair package back that's going to make no team to actually want to do this. How do you think this plays out? Yeah, I mean, the Colts unfortunately have all the leverage, right? You know, player empowerment at that position has become very mundane, Gabe. We, we know that. And, you know, Josh Jacobs is, is supposed to come back to the Raiders in the next 10 days. We'll see what happens with that. But I think for Jonathan Taylor, the reality is uh, Jim Mercedes played this well. He, he's leveraged the media. He's leveraged the whole situation to make it look like that Jonathan Taylor is in the wrong, trying to get himself out of town. But if you're Anthony Richardson, I'm pretty bleeped off by this because you think about that he's coming to week one. You want Jonathan Taylor in your backfield to kind of alleviate the pressure off of you because for Richardson right now, he's nowhere near ready to be a polished quarterback. And I think for him, whether he seeks out a trip with Miami or, or who never needs a running back at this point in the offseason or going towards week one of the NFL season in three weeks, there aren't many teams out there that's going to give up uh, much draft capital. And given that, again, whether or not Jonathan Taylor is healthy or not, we'll find out. If he's not healthy, are you are you going to give up a second-round pick or a third-round pick or a fourth-round pick? I'm not too sure right now. So I think there's a lot of moving parts for, for, for Jonathan Taylor to work with, but he's got to find something to convince that, hey, I'm worthy to be acquired by your organization to become your, your bell cow for this year and beyond. So I think right now the Colts have leverage, and it's unfortunate, Gabe, because this running back position will become financially depleted in the next couple of years, where to the point an eight, a seventh-round pick is more valuable than a first-round pick at this point of, of RB's life. I just can't, I don't understand it either, as you stated, that, so you draft a quarterback fourth overall, you have a bad offensive line, you have, you know, amongst the weakest wide receiver core um, in the National Football League, and you want to take away the one guy that could actually help him, which... You know, to me, it doesn't matter. Like, if I'm the Colts, if I'm Ursay, what do you care what position he plays? He's your best player. It's pretty simple. So are we in an era right now that if, like, Walter Payton was on a team, they tell him, well, we can't pay you because you're a running back? Right? Like, if, if the guy's the best player on the team, and you, you're not really paying anybody else anyways on this team. A couple of dudes on the defense are making money a bit, but I, I just don't understand. Like, you know, you are charging tickets. People do buy season tickets to this, Mo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't, don't, you, don't you owe it to your fan base to give them the best available product, whether it's the running back or not? And especially considering you have a rookie quarterback. And what did you think of them not playing the rookie quarterback this week in the second preseason game? Should have gotten some damn reps, man. Yeah, should have, would have, could have, right? But but you think about it right now, the, the running back position in Indianapolis, they're down to the third or fourth string guys, right? I think it might be uh, Holland Jackson that might be your week one starters for, for Richardson. Richardson. Mo, their right win with. total is six and a half. There's no way in yeah, hell it, they win seven no, games. They'll, they'll, be, they'll be three, four wins top. So that's all, that's all I can see from them. But, but I just think that for the Colts now to, to build with Anthony Richardson, you need to have parts to work with. You don't want to put him in a position where physically he gets beat up and mentally he gets beat up. And, and like this kid has all the tools physically. We spoke about it last week. He has all the tools physically to succeed. But again, it's a lack of reps that he got in college at the University of Florida that I'm a little bit worried about at this point of his development. He needs to sit and watch, I think, for the first couple of weeks to allow Gardner Minshew to take on those missiles for the time being. And once Steichen feels comfortable with him, then you put him in there. But again, this is a, this is a now league game, right? You can't wait as it was for Carson Palmer or Aaron Rodgers a year or two or three years for them to be ready to play. You have to be ready to go from week one from jump. And I think for Anthony, Anthony Richardson, it might be a rough start for him to try to get himself to become an NFL franchise quarterback if he ever becomes that at some point in his career.
Well, we've already got the bets in. We've got Anthony Richardson over 675.5 rush yards on the season. And we've also got another bet that the Indianapolis Colts go under six and a half wins at plus 100. I'm surprised it's actually six and a half. It shouldn't be that high. Mo, we're up against it. We're stacked tonight. Yeah. We appreciate you joining us. What do you no think of Thursday night football? Montreal Alouettes are seven and a half point underdogs in Winnipeg. The Alouettes steal one in Ottawa. What's your take on Thursday night football? Remember, Alouettes beat the Bombers last year in Winnipeg. I think it'd be close. Bombers went by three, three or four points. Mo says Bombers by three or four points in a close one. Owls are getting seven and a half. Great stuff, Mo. Take care, man. Have a great week. We'll talk soon, brother. The Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. Vent your rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. All right, good news, bad news for all you Friar fans tuning in. Good news is San Diego won tonight. And it was, it's crazy. San Diego, the they were big, big favorites tonight. And it's incredibly, you know, difficult to trust them laying minus 200 against anybody. But they actually win. But the bad news is Arizona come back. And this is what happens when you have to try to catch so many teams. You need too many teams to lose um, ahead of you. And, you know, you just don't control your own destiny. Wild game in the desert tonight. Arizona come back and win 4-3 in 11 innings. But it's countdown to kickoff. We've been talking about the preseason, but uh, we have week zero rapidly approaching, and we've got uh, Mr. Tony George uh, in the house as well from Doc Sports. Is Tony ready to go, uh, Matthias? I don't want any. Um, I don't want any misunderstandings like with Mo Khan. <laughs> it's all good, uh, Mr. Tony George. How you doing, Tony? Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm happy now. I had Arizona plus one thirty tonight and thought that was a goner. 
Yeah, wild, wild ending. Huh? Those extra innings, they came back. And it's crazy, isn't it, that Arizona, I sort of, you know, I thought, okay, they're done. There were 16 games over 500 uh, on July 1st. They totally fell apart. Yet, it's hard to believe they're still right there in the middle of this wild card race right now. Yeah, they're getting it going. And Texas is going in the opposite direction. That offense they had, you know, midseason, they were just racking up runs like crazy. They're really struggling at the plate. So, you know, it's an interesting dichotomy in Major League Baseball this time of year. I'll tell you that right now. Nothing surprises me. No, and it's going to be a wild six weeks, man, uh, You know, the, the, the rest of the season. But let's talk some football, man. It's week zero. It's here. I was just talking about uh, an NFL future, and I put it in. I put it in earlier in the day, uh, Indianapolis Colts. I liked it last week, and I actually I played Anthony Richardson over 675.5 rush yards as far as a, a player prop bet is concerned. Uh, but I'm also, like, amazed that, it's six and a half, their win total this year. So I pulled the trigger on the under, and now we're seeing, you know, Jonathan Taylor's been given permission to seek a trade, and the number really didn't move uh, today because of this. But i got to be honest with you, I, li- I like the under six and a half, even if Jonathan Taylor was playing. But college football is ready to go. I don't know if you've got any NFL win totals you want to share with us on the way out here, but it's week zero. What do you think about the card, and do you have any last-minute uh, last college football win totals you want to share with us? Oh, the win total here, a couple a couple I'm really big on um, is in, in the, we go to the ACC, and I like Louisville this year. I like I like Brom coming in there, a coach. I like his brother coming in there as offensive coordinator. This is an eight-win team from last year, and I know Malik Cunningham was a quarterback, but they're bringing in Jack Plummer, who's been under uh, Rom for three years. Uh, He knows the system, so whenever there's a new coaching staff, I always get a little concerned. But Louisville here, they're going to be very good this year. And the thing about Louisville, whenever you're looking at these win totals, you're looking at the schedule. They have, and the ACC is very top-heavy with Florida State and Clemson and North Carolina. And guess what? They don't play any of those teams on the schedule this year. And I really think this is a team that can start out 4-0, maybe 5-1. and You know, they're down the stretch. And this is going to be a really good team offensively. Defensively, they're going to be good. Uh, the ACC, there's a lot of parity in it. A lot of people have Miami in front of them in the standings there in the power ratings. I'm not sold on Miami. You're talking about a five-win team versus an eight-win team last year, returning 14 starters. And, uh, you know, Brom played there. His brother played there as well. Both of them are quarterbacks. So kind of the favorite sons coming home. I think Louisville's poised in that uh in that ACC to, to uh, you know, give everybody a ball game, that's for sure. Uh, Tony George from Doc Sports uh, kicking it with uh, said, everybody's talking about Florida State um, just being, you know, FSU are back, FSU are back. Of course, listen, I don't think they're going to beat um, – I don't think they're going to beat Florida State in this game. Uh, LSU, I think LSU are going to beat them. I'm just scrolling for the the total here, the updated uh, Louisville uh, number. What number did you uh, bet it at? What did you get it at? Uh, it was the the the, uh, the the Florida State LSU game. Are you? That's the one you're talking about. No, no, the Louisville the Louisville win total. I'm asking. Oh, it's eight. Uh, an even I eight. Okay, nine, yeah, because yeah. they're a nine win team. 
I got to say, you know what? I don't know why they do this. I got a seven and a half here at minus 180. Uh, worth the stretch. Seven and a half is golden. Eight, you know, we're going to have to, you know, and they're playing Kentucky and Notre Dame this year. But here's the other thing. Speaking of the schedule, they get them both at home. And they're avoiding the top three teams in that uh, division. I'm telling you, if you got seven and a half on them, they're going to start out 4-0 oh, right out of the gate. And Yeah, seven you know, and a half minus, minus 180. Now, I brought up Florida State just because everybody's hyping them up. Their win total is 9.5. I'm seeing a 9.5 minus 140 uh, to the over. And I do think they are going to lose this game to LSU. I'm very high LSU Tigers coming into the year. They should have won the game last year. They missed the extra point. It is what it is. That was Kelly's first game. They're much better now. And I'm not dismissing Florida State, but Florida State's schedule is pretty tricky, actually. And, you know, for them to win 10 games, there's not a lot of margin for air, especially if they lose that first one after. But I guess, you know, I'm not putting you on the spot for the win total uh, prediction with FSU, but are you buying into the seminal hype that they are, you know, are they a double-digit win team? Are they that good as, as some of the media are hyping them up to be? I think they are. You know, I had a long discussion with uh, uh, the guy that publishes Pick 6 previews, and uh, he's got them power ranked third in the country, and he's got them winning the ACC. And and uh, I kind of go with him a lot on some of his opinions. I think uh, this, this is a team that uh, got a lot of transfers in on defense, which is going to help them. Um, I just think their quarterback's really good. I like their coach. I think that I think this is the year they put it all together. I'm not. It's not that I'm as sold on them as I'm not sold on Clemson yet. I'm. I'm still. I'm, I think the jury's still out with the quarterback position there. Uh, they got obviously a very very good team, you know. But uh, I think Florida State's going to be the real deal this year. You know why that, that LSU game though? You know, that's not going to kill them, you know, because it's out of the gate. First game of the year, yeah. if they lose it, you know, they can still climb back up in the rankings. It doesn't hurt them in the ACC to get to a championship game or anything like that. Um, but, you know, that's one of those games in, you know, the, the first game of the season. You do not really want any action on that. That's a game that you're going to want to bet in <laughs> You don't want any, you know, because that's a barometer test, an acid test for both teams. It's a coin flip ball game. Obviously, you're looking for value and numbers. There's no value in the number. You know, I, I really don't think so. You know, I, I they're both excellent teams. They're both going to, you know, I, well, I'll ask you, I don't know about contending for their division, their conference, but, you know, at the end of the day, conference championship, you know, with Georgia and Alabama running around in there. But at the end of the day here, um, I, that's one of those games I want to watch, Gabe, and I want to in-game wager it and see how see how the ebbs and flows go in the first half and then kind of hit it from there. I imagine it's a little bit more higher scoring than it was uh, last year. Tony George kicking it with us. A team you were talking about, so Louisville, and I like where you're going with that and avoiding the powerhouses. And that's the exact opposite for the Syracuse Orangemen this year, Tony. If you look at they have a stretch. A stretch. It starts on like Halloween. They host Clemson, they go to North Carolina, they go to Tallahassee, and then they go to Virginia Tech. 
it's one of the toughest like month type runs and then even they go back home and it doesn't get even that much easier uh, after that if you look at Syracuse's schedule it's an absolute killer I think that's yeah. what's going to be a problem for them not to mention they lost a ton of offensive linemen yeah they have their quarterback back but their schedule is a killer their win total is six and a half right now I don't think they're going to get to seven they might go bowling at six uh, but their win total is six and a half all right so you like Louisville over the eight and as we stated we got a seven and a half here at minus 180 what else are you looking at as far as college football win totals well one here uh my alma mater the Nebraska Cornhuskers sitting at sitting at uh six and a half I don't see it I don't see it and I'm a diehard Husker fan um but at the end of the day you know everybody I just was talking to some guys out here that are all in the know in Vegas having a little get-together. And I can tell you right now, everybody's fired up about Matt Rule and what he did at Temple and especially what he did um, at um, Baylor after Art Riles left that thing in ashes. I mean, that was a phenomenal turnaround there. But here's, here's one thing I want everybody to remember. The first year at Temple and the first year at Baylor combined records, three and 22. So it's going to take a minute. If you take a look at the all-conference preseason team, the players, three deep, three deep on a lot of the, like, Phil Steele and pick six and the Athlon, Lindy's, there's not one single Nebraska player on there. They're opening up at Minnesota. They're almost an eight-point dog. They got to go out and play Neon Deion Sanders and that whole experiment going on out in Colorado. Their first two games are road games. Got a transfer quarterback from Georgia Tech and Sims that, you know, unproven. He's 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 talented, but you know he has a tendency to turn a ball over. They're, you know, Nebraska's got to fill in a lot of holes. They're kind of going with that Rocky Long defense. Um, because they don't have any size on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to try and play speed. That doesn't work in the Big Ten. That's a black and blue conference. I think Nebraska, if they got the five wins, it'd be a win win for them this year. It'd, it'd be an improvement. And six and a half, that's too many. I'd take the under of Nebraska. I think they're going to struggle this year. You're exactly right, Tony, and everybody tuning in. If you look at, look at Matt Rule's records and year one, Rebuild terrible year two, they get better, they go bowling year three, they win double digit games, right? That's yeah. it's like rinse and repeat. And people thought, okay, maybe that's a pattern that can happen in the National Football League with the Carolina Panthers, but it just doesn't work. You know, what I mean, he was in, in, in over his head, and I think it is a good fit for him at Nebraska, but it's going to be a good fit in two or three years. Uh, for him, mm-hmm. I agree. You look at his schedule, man. Opening up, it's a weird way to open up the season, isn't it? With a conference game yeah. like that, and then a non conference game against Colorado, which used to be like an old school conference. And Dion doesn't like Nebraska. A kid walked in wearing a red tracksuit, one of their players. And he said, bro, I don't mind if you wear a little red, but you can't wear all red. We hate Nebraska here. <laughs> you can't wear yeah. red. So Dion's got his eye on everything, and he's thinking about a Nebraska game. And you know as well as I do, bro, by max standards, Northern Illinois can play. That's not even that's not a walk in the park, actually, for Nebraska no. that game. No, I remember they uh remember I went to a a touchdown club breakfast when Frost was there and they had uh Northern Illinois on deck. 
and he came in there and talked about how you know they've lost the first three games of the season, but this is one we're going to turn it around. They were a 14-point <laughs> favorite. They got beat straight up. I mean, <laughs> in, in Lincoln by Northern Illinois. Nebraska is just, it's a work in progress. You cannot, you just, you can't transfer for all that. It's just not that easy. First year is going to be a struggle. All right, we'll wrap up with Tony on the other side. Uh, great stuff. Time's just flying by. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Placing a trade shouldn't be complicated. It should be smooth as butter. The Fidelity app makes investing easy with zero commission U.S. stock and ETF trades, no account minimums, and fractional shares trading. Fidelity, where nothing comes between you and the trade. That's smooth. Download our app free from the App Store or Google Play. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from $0.01 cent to $0.03 cents per $1,000 of principal. No account minimums apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left out here with Tony. It is week zero. Navy and Notre Dame are the first uh, the first ones up. 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 Eastern time from Dublin, Ireland. Notre Dame are 20.5-point favorites. The total is 50.5. And, um, and then we wait a couple of hours. UTEP and Jacksonville State at uh, 5.30 Eastern time. You've got uh, UMass and New Mexico State. The Ohio Bobcats and the Aztecs, that's down to 2.5. The Bobcats are a trendy pick. Uh, Vanderbilt lays 17 to Hawaii. We've got uh, San Jose State, Tony. they got five offensive linemen back. They've got their quarterback back. The total is 64.5 here. Is that too many points for the USC Trojans to be laying in the first game of the season? Does anything catch your eye in Week 0? But week zero, I'm not laying 30 and a half with USC, and I'm sure as heck not laying 20 and a half with Notre Dame. But I tell you what, that the Hawaii Vandy game, that was 63 to 10 last year. Hawaii still has no defense. Now they're going back to the pistol offense this year, and Vandy's Vandy's got some really good guys back on offense. I think that 55 and a half is suspect. I think Vandy can get to 50 by themselves in that game. I I I think that. That over in that game's real suspect. They opened up at fifty-three and a half, shot up two points, but I think there's some value there at fifty-five and a half. Vandy scored sixty-three on the road last year. 
Yeah, I was on Vandy in this game uh, last year as well, and now they're in a tough spot going on the road. You know, guys, there was eight people, eight SEC media members actually picked Vanderbilt to win their division. Five of them picked them to win the damn conference, which might be a little excessive, or like a lot excessive, but this is a dangerous program that definitely is on the rise. They've done a great job recruiting. They have a great coaching staff uh, there, so I don't disagree. TG Sports, Doc Sports, Tony George, great stuff, Tony. Always a pleasure, man. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Gabe. We've got George Kurtz stepping up in it. We've got Rich Hammond. We've got Rick Saratella. The late night anger management class continues. This is Portraits. Bring it. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.